after Ella was born, I started reading the Bible differently. I started paying more attention to the female characters in the Bible because as a dad to a girl, I wanted to be able to say, see, here are some great female heroes of the Bible. Here's what you can learn from them. But if you're a woman, you know how difficult that is. Take our story for today as an example. If you will, open up your Bibles and let's go to the New Testament, to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. And we'll begin at verse 10. Luke 13, 10. And now he, now Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame. And the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We know very little about the woman in this story. We don't know why she was healed. We don't know why she had to suffer. And we don't know if the cause of her bent over back was in her bones or in her brain. And while I don't think any of us here today suffers from this bent back disease, don't we relate to her? Martin Luther defines sin as being bent over and only seeing yourself. He said sin was having no thought for God and no concern for your neighbor. And if you listen to the world around you, and you hear those voices saying, you're not thin enough, you're not smart enough, you're not rich enough, you're not enough like your sister, the weight of those words can bend us over. And if you only look at yourself for guidance and for answers, you become deformed. And it's so easy for us to become crippled with guilt. We punish ourselves for making mistakes and not measuring up. We think that we can become our ideal self 
but we can't. And instead, we become bent over by the voice of shame. I wonder what it was like this day for the woman. Because this day is the day where everything changes. We think about this story as a healing story, but really, it's an exorcism. And it causes a fight between Jesus and those religious people. Now, to be fair, those nice religious people, the leaders of their church, were just doing their job. They said the Sabbath was a day of rest. But here's what I want you to see. Jesus didn't violate the Sabbath by healing her. He fulfills the Sabbath. What I mean is He becomes the Sabbath to her. He heals her so she could put aside her work and see the work of God. He becomes her Sabbath. He becomes her worship. And she's standing in the middle of community, of faith. And she is restored. And she is upright. And she is named a child of God. That sounds like worship. That sounds like the work of God. She is seen by Jesus. She is touched by Jesus. She is healed by Jesus. And she is restored to dignity and wholeness. And she is said to be a daughter of Abraham. Did you know that this is the only time in Scripture that the phrase daughter of Abraham is used? You know what Jesus is doing? He's placing her in the history of God's promises. The promise that God made to Abraham. The promise that his family would be a blessing to all people. You see, the good news for Abraham had very little to do with himself and had a lot to do with God's love for the whole world. So if you want to talk about your purpose or your vocation or your calling, it's going to have very little to do with you and have a lot to do with other people. Your calling isn't about doing what you want, but it's about becoming the person you needed earlier in your life. Your calling isn't about you. Your calling is about helping and blessing others. So this daughter of Abraham is blessed to be a blessing. She encounters Jesus. And for the first time in 18 years... 18 long years, she stands up and she praises God. 
Because when you're made whole, that's what you do. You praise God. And then there's this silent struggle over power. There is a synagogue president who's in charge of the service. But all eyes are on Jesus. And the synagogue president takes his anger out on Jesus in the form of an official public rebuke. He doesn't talk to Jesus. He talks to the crowd. Now, the synagogue president and those like him, those are people who love systems more than people. People who are more concerned with law and religion than they are with people. Our Christian ethic says that the individual comes before the system. Christianity stands up for the value of people. That means that we're in a dangerous place if we care more about playing church than truly worshiping God. It means we're in a dangerous place if we love systems more than we love God. And we're in a dangerous place if we love systems more than we love people. Double standards. That's what Jesus says when he calls these people hypocrites. He says, you do one thing yourself. And want to stop me from doing something even more important. This is just an act. You are perfectly fine with untying an animal that needs water. So how much more important is it that I untie this woman? A daughter of Abraham who has been bound by the Satan. And what better day to do it on than on the day of worship? And then the light bulb goes off. And we realize that what Jesus is doing for this woman, He wants to do for all Israel. The enemy, the accuser, has had Israel in His power for years. And Jesus' message is the one thing that can free her. But Israel's insistence on tight boundaries, including the rigid application of the Sabbath law, is preventing that from happening. Unless the message of Jesus heals her, there's no hope. Maybe Jesus is still hoping that there's time. That Israel, who's bent double, bent over by sin, and unable to stand upright, will be untied from her bondage in a great worship celebration, a new exodus, an act of liberation, an act of freedom. And then we get to the purpose of this woman's healing. It's revealed when the community witnesses new life and they rejoice. 
we see that her healing wasn't only for her. It was for the community. Her healing had less to do with her and more to do with God's love for the world. And having seen God's mercy, the community rejoices. They experience God right there, right there in the middle of the mess of their broken lives, right in the middle of their wounded hopes and among their crippled bodies, right there, right there in the middle of hypocrites and legalists, right there, God showed up. And it's the same for us. Our encounter with grace has a purpose. You, being set free from yourself, being set free from shame, being set free from guilt, it has a purpose. You, being made whole, has a purpose. And it's not about you. It's not about a higher self-esteem. It's not about a better sense of well-being. God does this for the community, for your neighbor. And you know what? It's always been that way. Do you know why God gave the Ten Commandments? It's not just because God wants us to be good. It's not just because God wants us to be happy or obedient. No. God gave us the Ten Commandments because He loves our neighbors. And He doesn't want us to hurt them. So having been restored by God, and having been healed of being bent over on herself, this daughter of Abraham is a witness for her community. So you, if you have been set free, if you have been shown love, if you have been raised from the dead, if you have been restored, it's for the benefit of the community. Don't Keep it to yourself. You are called to be a blessing to others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.